Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. How's Your E-Presence is a show designed to help business people or companies understand ways to implement social media better. We're all in business to make money. Why not use social media to help increase your revenues? This show is managed by ePresence. ePresence manages social media for organizations that understand that business is done more effectively by the individual profile on social media. I'm Mark Galvin, the founder of ePresence, and coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So what's this show all about? Well, you've probably heard another show by now, and you know that How's Your E-Presence talks about social media. We talk about how people do business with people and how people interact online with people. Does your organization have a method in place to keep your staff that's in charge of brand and product awareness connected to your customer audience through their personal accounts? That's what we do at ePresence. But here on this show, our goal is to make sure you hear a little bit new, something new about social media. Hear what's, uh, what's happening with business and social media so that you can constantly make a little bit more money and be a little more effective and get your brand out there on social media. And of course, as you know, we spend time sharing updates from our ePresence team, and we have always have a wonderful guest. And this month, our guest is Deborah Schwartz-Griffin. She is a with Creative Connector and some other organi- organizations, and we'll get into those. And Deborah, welcome. Wonderful to be with you, as always. Oh, yes. We have spent a little bit of time with each other over the last couple of months, haven't we? We have, but you're contagious in what you do. So the more I'm with you, the more I learn and the more I enjoy. You know something? I may put contagious in my uh, marketing material now. I like that. I do pick up a little bit of um, some great lingo here at Business Radio X. Normally it comes from Mike Salmon, the, the, the station's owner, because uh, he has creative language. And I always like to give him a hard time because he's not on mic and he's on your right shoulder. Oh, he is a mic, but he's not talking. So here's what we'd like to do is I want to go through a little bit of what you do, Deborah, and your a uh, little bit of uh, the work history you have and your organizations because there's a lot because you you really do check a lot of boxes. So first of all, you have your own organization, Creative Connector. Tell me a little bit about that group. Creative Connector is a company that provides uh, the idea of being a rainmaker, a deal maker, and a strategic connector to businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, and large corporations who want to generate an ROI, but they want to do it in a relational way, a holistic way, so that no one is feeling closed and that it's a natural part of doing business. And they want to be in front of people that are decision makers and influencers, not people that are, that are not going to make that decision because time is money. And so I'm hired to get our, our clients in front of the decision makers and influencers that are going to help them grow their revenue. But in turn, we're also going to help them not only in generating revenue, but also in other things that they might need that is not directly related to my services. So if they need a supplier partner in other industries that would help their business grow, they can count on Creative Connector to, again, provide them with those people in that sphere of influence that we provide in the greater Atlanta market and beyond. Oh, that's brilliant. 
And you also have another organization that you are very involved in, and I believe even a part owner of, and that's the BCN, which is the Business Community Network, which I'm a member of, and quite frankly, I'm very impressed with this organization. But share with everyone, what is the BCN all about? Well, I'm actually the executive vice president, not owner yet, but soon to be. See, you, uh, you are so important to the group, <laughs> I assumed that you had 99% ownership. Because, uh, you know, and I will tell you this, and this is, and I'm going to let you describe it in a second, but you do, you take a lot of ownership in BCN. And it, it appears at those meetings that you are a major driver of the BCN and the success of that organization. But anyway, so share what BCN is all about. Well, the BCN is uh, really a team effort. It's an organization that is far different than any other business and professional organization. Uh, Jeff Chernoff, who's the founder, and uh, Fred Broder and Buddy Wolford and myself have been seniors in our industries for a long time. And when we created this organization, the idea was to not do what everyone else does, but to provide an environment that is warm, friendly, relational, and to be an ambassador and advocate of our members that join. So it it's helps a, people connect. People have conversations yes. in those meetings that are very fruitful. Yes, it's just like a family. If the parents mm -hmm. or the leader of an organization are warm and friendly and they do what they say they're going to do, then the members feel comfortable and then they follow. And they want to follow leaders who walk their talk. So our importance is to make sure that our members uh, understand each other's business and um, build a friendship that's trusting so that when a referral comes, it's truly a warm referral and it's not a lead. So we're not a leads group, we're not a leads organization, we're not a, a, a BNI or any of the other organizations, and those are fine. We're truly a relational organization that helps people grow their revenues and either build relationships that lead to business generation and or strategic partnerships. And from that comes uh, renewals and comes uh, an environment where you're going to hear keynote speakers, so business, civic, Great philanthropic speakers. speakers. Yeah. But we meet in a round table so that everyone is listening and specific to the B2B side and the B2C side of their business because these are people that could be attorneys, could be executive coaches, could be you in social media, right. could be the owner of a heating and air conditioning company, but it's mm -hmm. only the CEOs, the vice presidents, the directors, and managers. Managers. So there's no salespeople, there's no assistants or secretaries, and it's people uh, doing business with each other in a platform of the roundtable, the uh, the digital platform that we offer, similar to this this radio show, is the ability to connect through our website, mm -hmm. so that once you meet someone, the website's fantastic. Thank you, thank yeah. you. It's our it's the newest version of it. Um, so we provide a lot of value because people have um, a, a short amount of time. And so they want to get a lot done. And so between 11.30 and 1.30 is our roundtables, or 5.30 to 8.30 are the quarterly seminars. Mm -hmm. And then we give to the community. So one of our uh, platforms is community engagement. Another one is resource sharing. Uh, and then, of course, our roundtables themselves and our keynote speakers. So I, I, I have to, to kind of mention that it's one of those things where you go into a lot of organizations like... You know, networking or civic groups or other organizations that I've been a member of and I sit around a table and, and you may meet people after two or three meetings you are very purposeful about the way you conduct these your your meetings as a matter of fact you have a um, 
and there may be a name for it, and I apologize if I can't remember this, but as we sat around the table, you gave everybody time to make sure every single person at the table was able to share something and connect with the other people around that table. So when you sit in the round table, you meet everybody else there, you make sure there's time for it, and and I'm going to tell you, uh, th- th- let's let's be honest. We, most people are in business not just to have fun, all we, although we want to. Most people are on are in business to find uh, revenue streams. As soon as I joined your organization, I immediately found rev- revenue streams. My business coach, as a matter of fact, recent, recently said, "Mark, you need to make sure that you are fishing in more in the ponds where there are fish, because you know, I, I do a lot of work. I'm involved in a lot of civic groups." And so, uh, so the BCN came up as an option. I joined, and it's been very fruitful. So, I, we could talk about the BCN on the whole show, and I, I'd like to. Well, one other yeah. point, two points I want to make is we create a sense of community, and I think that's again oh, you a, do. a uniqueness. Oh, good point. The other thing at the round table is that people share a business need, a personal need, and a home need. So, mm-hmm. if there's a script, those are those things that's that's that you want us to share. Script. That's right. it. Yeah, that is right. So that's just great. So we're going to talk a little bit about social media. So thank you for joining me on this social media chat. Um, there are so many things that we could talk about, and that's the struggle. Whenever I come in and I have this this one show on the third Thursday of every month at 3, I, I'm always trying to figure out what is the most important. So I found something that I think is really interesting. I'm always reading information about what's going on on social media. And I was impressed by this article. Uh, this was authored by Teresa Litza on clickz.com. That's C-L-I-C-K-Z.com. And I want to make sure I give them credit because they're, they produce great content. And when you produce good content, you need people drive people to your, uh, to your website. So clickz.com is the website. Her article was titled, Six Key Social Media Market Trends for 2019. As soon as I saw the headlines, I, oh, I got to check this out. So I like what she says. The number one thing, this is so important, and this really does, um, this is in my, my wheelhouse, my sweet spot. Engagement is more important than ever. That's going to be something extremely important for next year, engagement. Now, engagement can be, um, it, it can be I am selling something. In fact, there's a, a, a person I'm connected to on, on uh, LinkedIn, and this person was sharing a lot of sales content. We're selling this, we're selling this, we're selling this. Well, that's bad content because I'm not interested in saying what she has to sell until I'm ready to buy. I am interested, although, this person, she has a very good um, eye for some content that I would read about how I can do things better. She ought to share that. So, for example, um, at ePresence, I do not post, this is, what you should, this is why you should buy from me. I never, we never say that. What we say is, here are things that you should do with your password. Here are things that you should be doing with your LinkedIn account. And we share content to help people do their, uh, do business better. And that is going to be extremely important in 2019 because here's why. I'm going to read this, this one paragraph that uh, Teresa wrote. Uh, it starts off this way, quote, algorithms are becoming smarter. So there's no short route to genuine engagement. It's not enough anymore to encourage people to like, comment, share your posts. Social media platforms are trying to cut down on engagement bait. Engagement bait, those great words. Engagement bait techniques so that you may risk losing your existing reach in the longer term with such techniques. Now, here's my favorite engagement bait. Um, And you see this on Facebook all the time. Tell me if you've seen this. 
they post something and it'll say, you know, so-and-so has a, um, has a sick child and they need to get money given to such and such an organization, uh, you know, a nonprofit. And I need for you to copy this and paste it into your feed. And if you don't, bad things are going to happen to my child. Oh, come on. That's that's a, a certain kind of negative bait, and that's not what you want to do in 2019. Why? Because Facebook's looking for that, and they're going to push that down lower in your social media feed. You're just, you may not even see it, so your post may not be as, as valuable. So in 2019, you need to create interesting, appealing, and engaging content. So, for example, you have um, you have your whole business world that you work with that you're constantly working on and you're finding great people to come in and talk at bcn as an example mm-hmm. so um name some of the speakers you've had at bcn well i can tell you going forward uh, oh good i yes, have those that. on my mind right uh we've got doug shipman who's the president and ceo of the woodruff arts center he's wow. our january speaker right. In April, we have Hala Maldemog, the president and CEO of the Metro Atlanta Chamber. That's big. In May, we have Milton Little, the president and CEO of United Way of Greater Atlanta, which is the number one United Way in the country mm-hmm. based here in Atlanta. Wow. In October, we have the chairman and CEO of Georgia Aquarium, Michael A. Levin. And then in November, uh, we have Monica uh, Kaufman Pearson, the former WSB TV anchor, who now has a radio uh, uh, radio show in 104. Point one FM. Well, I have a feeling you guys are old friends. And we are, yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's what's called great content. Yes. Now, if they are saying something, which they will, they'll say something very interesting in their speech. So when they get up and talk, actually not a speech, it'll be a talk. When they get up and talk, we can pull content from what they've shared and drop it on a BCN feed or on your feed. And that's good content. People are going to find that interesting. We're not selling. We're not saying, hey, here's why you need to be a member or this is why you need to contact Deborah for service because you can help them grow their revenue. They should. But it makes more sense to share something that people can engage in, that they'll find is, is something that's interesting. Well, that goes back to being a creative connector in my company because mm-hmm. we're, we oh, connect, it's connecting the dots. So it's connecting the dots. So you meet someone, it's, let's say you hear a speaker, and their content is so uh, impactful that you want to be able to use that and share that with your company. So what do you use? Well, besides being there and hearing it, then you put it on social media, as you said. Uh, you might want to post it on your website. You might want to uh, share it with others through an article, through a blog post. So people want to connect the dots because there's so many ways to get information these days. It's absolutely you're spot on. And here's what I here's what's interesting is there's a lot of people who listen to this show who are not necessarily great on social media. They don't feel comfortable in that space. And they've seen people who will drop a picture of a famous speaker. Uh, that is joining them for a session somewhere, and they just post a picture of them. Well, yeah, I think that's good. Post the picture of the person, but share something that is quality, some quality that they shared with you that moved you, that you, or that you thought was interesting or you thought was valuable. And now you're helping your audience because, yeah, they couldn't be there, but they can at least appreciate something that this person has shared. And that's one little nugget. I will tell you this. Creating engaging content is hard. It's not easy work. It, it does take creativity. It takes thoughtfulness. But I urge you, as you make your, as you create your content for next year, 
think about your audience, Mm -hmm. put yourself in their shoes Mm -hmm. and wonder what is it that my audience would like to hear? So what is it Mm -hmm. that my audience wants to hear? And then say that and then share that. And, and I will guarantee you, your audience does want to know what you can provide them, but they don't want to know it year round. They would like to have it in small pieces and small batches. And as you share content that they appreciate, you become a subject matter expert. You become an, an influencer. An influencer. Your brand continues to grow and becomes more and more valuable to them. So when it turns out when they're ready to buy, they're going to call you. That's what this is all about, is let's figure out a way that people can start to see us as subject matter experts, as, as good at what they at what we do, so that the phone will start ringing. Um, so that's good. We this is, uh, this is so hard. I got six of these points. I'm going to go through another one. All right, I'm going to push forward, if you don't mind, because it, it, all this is great. The next one is social media for sales enablement. Here's, there's an interesting stat here. Uh, Mary Meeker, uh, who has a report that she put out, Internet Trends of 2018, said 55% of respondents who, redis- who discovered a product through social media proceeded to purchase later on. 55% of respondents. Now, let's define social media. This is always interesting because I, I, in one of my presentations, I talk about 93% of buying decisions are influenced by social media. Social media is any place that we can go onto a platform and say something any place that we can interact with our community. So, um, so there's a lot of, of systems out there that are social media-like that we don't necessarily think of social media. Um, so I'm just flipping through my phone here because there's so many things. One of them would be Yelp. Yelp is a, is a social media site. People can go on there and rate you. Um, Google has their own sort of social media rating system that can influence people to buy. And then we get back around to our normal social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, the new one, Shaper. All these kind of social media systems that are out there can influence people to buy. And 55% go back and buy once they saw something on social media. So it's pretty amazing. What do you think about that? Well, I think that social media is also also has a very loyal audience. And so if you oh, if yeah. you have uh, the loyalty factor and if you're reaching that target, you know, you have to have repetition of impression at least three times. So I think if you if you have a good message and you read good content and you can repeat it over and over again, it's reinforcement. It's, the, it's yeah, reinforcement. It's great. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to just highlight the rest of them because I want to get to you here. So the, the, the third one she mentions is AI and customer service. You're going to see more of artificial intelligence helping out on customer service, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's getting better. Um, and we can talk about, uh, we can maybe talk about that in another show. Uh, stories are extremely important. And you're shaking your head. Stories are extremely important. What we're seeing is that um, 68% of users on Instagram are engaging in stories. That's 40, 440 million people are enjoying stories like never before. Uh, she talks about what makes stories successful. And then the last one, which I do want to kind of dig into a little bit, is the end of fake followers. This is something that has been very popular. People have bought followers. So what I urge you is, and you wouldn't do this, there are people out there that would go out and try to tell people, grow my followers for me. I'd like for you to give me, I'd like for you to give me 200,000 followers. Well, 
they can do that. But chances are very likely. A lot of them are fake followers. They're not real. Someone may even be some of those Russian hacks from, uh, from the Ukraine. But um, here's what's happening now. And this is another quote from this article. It's no secret that several Instagram accounts have artificially increased the number of followers to boost their popularity, end quote. Here's something else. Just last month, quote, Instagram announced that they started removing inauthentic likes, follows, and comments from accounts that use third-party apps to increase their popularity. So you got to be careful how you're growing your followers. What you need to do is you need to do it organically. And there are lots of ways to do that and do it effectively. And I would urge all of us to think about this. I'd rather have 40 authentic followers than 400,000 inauthentic ones. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can engage with those 40 much better than I can with the 400,000. So it's just some thoughts there. All right, I want to ask you a question. Sure. This is the uh, the question of the hour. You have, you are very, um, I would call you very strategic, very uh, thoughtful in the way you approach business. But you do it primarily through relationships. And I want to, I want to tell you how you do this, because this is, this is more for the audience, it's for you, of course. If I wanted to, if you knew someone that you thought I could do business with and you thought they could do business with me and you thought there would be a, a mutual relationship there, you don't send me an email and you, don't, and you don't say, Mark, meet Fred. Fred and Mark, you guys can do business together. I'm going to get out of the way have a great time, which, by the way, 99% of the world does. Here's what you say. Mark, meet Fred. Fred, meet Mark. Let's get together. I want to be there. And let's have a coffee. Let's have a lunch. Let's meet for a drink. Let's meet for something. But I want to be there to help. And I'm going to call, you're kind of the ship's captain to make sure that it turns into an effective meeting. Why do you do that? And what successes have you seen using that approach? Well, I think that uh, most people don't take the time to understand who they're going to be meeting and, and what that person does. So the first thing oh, that I do point. is I learn their business. And if they're a BCN member or not, uh, I go to their website, I go to their LinkedIn page, and then I really take a deep dive into the value that they bring. Mm -hmm. Once I understand that, then I look and think about other people that I know, whether in the BCN or in my co or through relationships that I have that can help that person or that company accomplish what they've told me they need to accomplish. And so when I bring people together in that email, I not only introduce them, but I put something in there about them to each other so that if they mm -hmm. haven't, so that they can refer to that, the, a link to their website, a link to the LinkedIn page. Um, so they're reading about them after that email goes through. And I'm hosting the meeting because many people do not know how to do a discovery. They don't know how to turn something into a profitable uh, meeting. And it's and yet you'll hear people say, you know, it was just, it was a great, you know, great meeting, great meeting uh, that person, but nothing really came of it. And you know what? I have never been part of a meeting where something didn't come from it. So with my abilities, I'm leveraging that to help other people. And especially if it's in the business community network, I want to make sure that our members see that that is our skill and that's the value that we bring. And then it gives me a lot of joy and it gives my team joy when we host a meeting and those members actually have takeaways. And so the next thing that I do is after that meeting is over, I'll send a recap of next steps. And, and it's subtly it's holding those people accountable by reminding them what they said they were going to do. And then uh, I just say, you know, let me know if I can be of any other help. And I look forward to hearing how this turns out. So this is, I think, in, 
there's a lot to take away. There's a lot to unpack in all that. As a business owner, and if I am sitting in, in New York and I'm listening to this show, what I'm, what I'm getting from this is that relationships are, are so important to the way you do business. And sometimes those relationships can guide those relationship can guide new relationships into more success. And there's kind of a cyclical manner to this. And I see this with a lot of the work that you've done is that you are helping people connect. And as a result, they're going to turn around and, and help you. Well, and it's, I cut through the clutter. In other words, yeah. if someone does not understand um, what the essence is of that person's company and their value, but I do, I'm able to say in two or three bullets and as well as in my conversation at that meeting, look at this is the value that Mark with ePresence brings. This is his audience. This is what he does repeatedly. And this is, these are the people that he specifically works with. And knowing your business, I think this can really help you for these reasons. And then I'm quiet and I let you or whoever I'm with add to that. And sure. so I'm saving people time and money. Um, and our team is, if we do that, versus we hope versus not being at that first meeting i only go mm -hmm. to the first meeting and hoping that something good comes from it right uh so you know i think that that uh, if more people did that um there would be a lot more profitable uh returns of time and money yeah there's a there's there's there is a lot of value in the way you can build relationships in business and relationship real businesses are most businesses done through relationships typically there's not a, most businesses are not the transactional ones where you walk them, you buy a candy bar and you walk out. You know, I gotta have gas, so I'm gonna stop and get gas. There, especially in the, in the B2B environment, there, it, it is strongly driven through those relationships that, are, that you build. So you do a good job of, and I've, I've always been amazed at this, you do a great job of identifying how businesses, how business people can do relationships. And here's something else I've noticed. Because you have CEO level and you've got those those uh, senior level people that are involved in the organization, not all of them are salespeople. They are good business people, but they not, may not be good salespeople. Right. So you help them kind of cut that you know that corner. Okay, you may not be in business development, but let me show you how this can work better for you. And that's that whole that's that strategic business alliances uh, that you know you look at it in a, in a very strategic manner that is effective in helping people find new revenue streams through those relationships that maybe they, well, chances are they probably would not have had those relationships before or may not have understood how to how to close that business. And you help them with that. And I think that that's really impressive. I well, think that's you. one of the greatest things that, that you've done. And I have seen it uh, time and time again. I, I do fancy myself sometimes as a good salesperson. And, and I remember the first time that you wanted to sit with me, I went, why do you want to be there? Once I went through that, means oh, okay, I get it. I want to make sure that, uh, and I call you affectionately DSG for Deborah Schwartz Griffin. Uh, I always want to make sure that DSG is at the table with me when I'm negotiating with a new client because you get it and you understand that. You should run a seminar, and you, maybe you do. You probably talk about how to close business with people and how how to be a more effective salesperson. And there are a lot of techniques that you that you really harness to make that happen. Well, I actually have several talks that I do, and uh, one of them is about how to build a name for yourself and how to be a consummate creative connector. Another one is uh, is focused str on strategic business development. And, oh, brilliant. And also one on um, 
on building a name for yourself if you don't understand the strengths and talents that you have as a person you certainly can't represent your company Mm, and so um, so a lot of these things come into play in what you just said I think being a good listener is something that we all need to do more and also be in the moment and not think about all the other things that, that are happening that day oh, or that hard. we need to do. That's hard. So one thing in sports, I'm very much a sports aficionado. I follow football, baseball, um, basketball, golf. And one of the things in football that they say is to just focus on that play, is to focus on the play. Right. Not about whether you want to win the game, but focus on each play within that game. And when you're in the moment, and if and in sales and in business development and in relationships, if you focus on that person you're with, oh, I love this. and you and you totally listen, and you're in the moment, mm-hmm. you get so much more out of it that can turn into uh, the result that you want. Versus always thinking about other things that you have to do that day. And mm-hmm. and so with the success of teams, whether it's football or or whatever it might be, there's a lot of alignment between business and and in sports. And so I keep that and I think about that when someone is hiring me or when I'm helping a friend or I'm doing a volunteer project. It's uh, making the most of that time and thinking, what do other people need? What is is not just uh, the person I'm with, but what about that other person that I'm introducing them to? And there's a lot of examples I could give, but I know that we have a limited amount of time. Yes, well, I love sports analogies, and I do think that harnessing and and looking at how sports, the things you can learn in a sports environment can teach you in business and form you in business is very smart. So if you're interested in having Deborah come and share some of these great ideas with you, you can reach her in a number of places. I'd love for you to share that. Where can people find you online? What's the best way to track uh, Deborah Schwartz-Griffin down? You can go to creativeconnector.com. That's my company website. And, and, and email me or call me from there. You can go on my LinkedIn and send me a message. Uh, you can do the same thing through Facebook. And then also through the business community network, BCN. BCnetwork.biz is that website. So I'm going re- to highlight the BC Network uh, website. It's BCnetwork.biz. There's no two wins in there. It's not BCNN. And I type because I always type it wrong. BCnetwork.biz. Great. Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure spending time with you and thank especially you. having a good chat with you here. I have got a feeling there's a lot of people out there listening to this show that enjoyed hearing your business techniques and hopefully can apply some of those. Um, so hopefully, maybe we spend some time again. Maybe you come back and join us at the radio show again. Would you be interested in that? Absolutely. We've got a lot to talk about, we, you and I. We do. That's and very thank true. you for, for taking care of me and my social media because you've made uh, a major improvement and uh, I think what you do is something that's uh, exceptional and, and is needed. Well, thank you very much. I am honored that you were uh, that you let me do that for you. So we're going to close out here. We're running a little over. Um, when you want to find, now you know how to find Deborah and, and BCN. If you want to find ePresence, this is how you do it. Just hit the web, search for ePresence. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find us at the handle ePresenceME. That's ePresenceME because it's all about you. We're always sharing tips and thoughts about how to better harness your professional social media. Don't forget, you can also catch us on our website at ePresence.me. ePresence.me. Again, because it's all about you. Thanks again for joining us here today on How's Your E-Presence. We broadcast live on the third Thursday of each month at 3 o'clock Eastern, or just remember, the third Thursday at 3. 
And you can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio and clicking the How's Your E-Presence show logo. You can also find How's Your E-Presence on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you catch your uh, your podcasts. Go there, search for us, you'll track us down, and we'll share great content with you. So once again, for you find E-Presence at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. Until next time, and for my guest, Deborah Schwartz-Griffin, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X.